0: The best games. A
1: lob and a one. hand oh,
0: baby! The best stories. Both teams respect each other. It's good rivalry. The best area high school sports coverage.
1: Overtime in the Division One semifinal.
0: This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN.
2: Oh yeah. Zimbracondas presentation of Prep Mania right here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on Demand. How you doing, everybody? Alex Strofe with you live from the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios, alongside the man, the myth, the legend. Oh, jeez, he says, <laughs> the dean of area high school sports, the great Dennis Semrout. Dennis, uh, I saw you plenty this weekend over at the Kohl Center as we uh, we wrap up the. WIAA boys basketball state championships here tonight but they wrapped up on saturday at the cole center it was a great time yeah
3: i'm gonna request they put a shower in the media room in the back of the uh the press area because i could have found a cot i could have stayed there all three i just days.
2: I, I was telling my friends they might as well have had a cot for me as well one of those back tunnels given all the time that we spent there but it was quite the success once again, we'll get into a little bit of the uh, attendance issues here in a bit, Dennis, because I saw it was the lowest attendance at the Kohl Center since 1959. But I don't want that to overshadow all the great accomplishments had at the Kohl Center this week. We carried all five state championships games of the WIA State Boys Basketball Tournament right here on 100.5 ESPN Madison. And I would like to congratulate one final time our champions. First from Division 5. The and Randolph Rockets
3: will
1: do it. 65-51 The Randolph Rockets Are your Division 5 State champions The 11th gold ball For the school of Randolph
2: Hunter Vaughn on the call As Randolph breaks their own state record Winning an 11th state title In Division 5 In Division 4 it was the Ron Colley Jets As the clock expires Manitowoc Stand up your state champion, Ron Colley Jets, are coming home with the gold ball. In Division Three, it was Lake Country Lutheran. That's going to do it as the Lightning have struck
1: gold. Lake Country Lutheran wins the Division Three state championship. First title in program history.
2: Mike Tronson on the call. In Division II, the Pewaukee Pirates went back-to-back. Five seconds to go, and the time will expire for the second straight year the Pewaukee Pirates are state champions in Division 2 and in Division 1 for the first time since the 1970s the team that has spent the most time at the Cole Center the Nina Rockets are Division 1 champions
3: no team has appeared more times at the state tournament but it's no participation trophy for Nina this time it's a gold ball The Rockets win the state championship for the first time since 1978.
2: Jesse Nelson on the call there Saturday night right here on 100.5 ESPN. So, again, your five champions. Randolph, Ron Colley, Lake Country, Lutheran, Pewaukee, and Nina bringing home gold balls. Dennis? Fantastic. You got goosebumps goosebumps. over there? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Well, having been there
3: uh, on the scores table for the first three and up in the booth for the last two. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty cool to be on the floor when you're right next to the champions, when they, uh, you see the coach turn around and the coaches start to cry, and yeah. the kids are coming up pumped, and the hugs the hugs when the kids come off the floor, whether they're, they're uh, the last time and it's a loss, or it's the last time and it's a win. Or it's just some sophomore
2: who's wide eyed going, oh, wow, he right.
3: doesn't have a clue where he is. Right.
2: I mean, uh, I, think of a, I think of a guy like Nick Janowski from Pewaukee, only a sophomore, but winning his second straight state title. He doesn't know how to lose. Yeah, that's, uh, well, you, you look at,
3: you go back over the years, uh, when Sam Oakey was here, he You yeah. went back to back right. titles off his junior and senior year. Uh, if they don't lose to Wasaki his sophomore year, they have the state record for wins because they did not lose the last two years. And, you know, for you not you look at Nina, one loss during the season. Uh, Nobody uh, went through this perfect. Uh, We had two, and Pewaukee and Roncalli had three losses. It shows that uh, you don't have to be perfect to win a state title. And sometimes that loss maybe gets you on track. Maybe it teaches you something that uh, you needed to know to get that final step. But uh, all the teams that were there was great. Um, Just just to be back in the Kohl Center for the first time in three years. Uh, That was pretty cool.
2: It was pretty cool. First time since 2019 due to the pandemic in 2020. and 2021, they were in lacrosse and Oshkosh and now returning, as Dennis said, for the first time in three years. Pretty neat. And uh, 20 teams enter. Only five can leave victorious. And those are what they're winning state championships on Saturday. And and Dennis, I mean, you've seen the state tournament so many times here in Madison and at the Kohl Center. Um, Now, again, I, I said earlier, I don't want this to overshadow, but it was interesting to see a smaller audience than usual at the Cole Center over the course of of the weekend. I mean, there's probably several factors that go into that, right? Not being there in three years, only one Madison-area team, but uh, Marshall did not make it to Saturday. We'll talk to head coach of Marshall Dan Denniston at 645 tonight. I I, I think it was just interesting to say that that it was the lowest attendance cumulatively since 1959. Well, this is my 38th year doing stats. Okay. And so I go back to
3: the 80s. It's also reflective of the trimming of the herd in the media, how few, when you look at the post-game conferences, we used to have 15, 20, 30 people sometimes there asking questions in the whole atmosphere. There's just a handful now because that's been cut back. So social media has an effect. It's televised and on radio. And again, with the, the trimming of the herd with the media, you don't get quite as many bodies back there, so that affects that. The pandemic, I think, had something to do with it. Sure. You wonder if there is a cost, and then when we have it, the NCAA tournament at the same time as high school attendance is going to be down a little bit, especially if the Badgers are playing.
2: Yeah, and we'll talk to. So here's our lineup for tonight because we've got a stacked lineup thanks to the Dean Dennis Semrau and all his all his friends throughout the state. We'll talk to Jerry Pettigrew, the head coach at Cuba City, at six fifteen next segment. He is the all-time winningest coach in the state of Wisconsin, the only coach ever to reach 1,000 wins. He's been at Cuba City for over 40 years. The the godfather of basketball. He's also the executive director of the Wisconsin
3: Basketball Coaches Association. And what he's done with that organization since he's been in charge, I don't know who's going to – you know, it's like big shoes to fill. Yeah, it's like succeeding in Wooden or – coach k now you right. gonna be a duke you don't want to be the next person you want to be the one after that person <laughs> because he's done a, he's made major impact also part of the television crew for the wia uh when they don't play here we could
2: he's there that <laughs> is we could spend the entire hour listing off of the resume of jerry pedigree oh, we could seriously do an entire show of his resume, so we'll talk to him at six fifteen. At six thirty, we'll talk to our buddy Steve Collins from the head coach of Madison Memorial, also a part of our broadcast crew over the weekend. Who told us? I'll see you next. I'll come up next year to visit you. Yeah, because he plans to be on the floor next year. Well, that's what he said all <laughs> weekend. I would much rather be about a hundred feet that way than uh, than right here. But nonetheless, he did a great job on the he call in the house. though so still, you're in the house exactly for Division two and Division one. Uh, on Saturday and again at 6.45, we'll talk to the head coach of Marshall, Dan Denniston, the only area team to make it to state this year. Um, and they lost to Ron Colley, the eventual state champions, on Thursday night. So we'll talk to Dan, uh, his son as well, a part of that team. So plenty to plenty to dive into with Dan. But guest-heavy show today uh, as we dive into all things boys' high school basketball, as we put a bow on that. I do want to give you a programming update each Monday at 6 o'clock. We will do this for the next couple of months. Uh, we'll talk recruiting. We'll talk high school sports. We'll do all the in-betweens, Dennis.
3: Yeah, it's it'll be interesting. I'd like to get uh, Hurdle in here. From my oh, country, like Lutheran. Lutheran. Yes. Uh, Surprised he's going to be walking on. Uh, all-state football, he's going to be all-state basketball oh, as well. He was. Walking I saw on for basketball. Official, yeah. I heard this comparison. Our next Brad Davison. Oh. High school quarterback. Feisty, you watch him out there play. How aggressive, right? His presence, he's walking on, he's not going to be coming as a scholarship. But, uh, hey, football, how many walk ons do we have that end up being studs here? That could be the next one, uh, if anything else. He's he lives in you know, Breeze, uh, Wisconsin, so uh, being a native. That's another thing. Uh, even though we don't mind that uh, stealing three three of our starting five for the Badgers are from the state of Minnesota, That's Chucky from Nebraska, <laughs> right? <laughs> but hey, we got we got to keep some of the uh, those these guys in state. You know that wall we're on the state for football, basketball players have been leaving. Uh, right.
2: We need a few more to stick around here. I think Dennis is still a little depressed from the Badgers loss. Oh, I am. I
3: am. I'm diehard. <laughs> I was born in Madison. I'm born to be a Badger. My degrees are from here. I've worked there. And I uh, really feel for the guys. Uh, and when I saw Chucky go down, uh, you just knew it. You can't lose your point guard, wow. and especially when your backup point guard's been out for,
2: what? A month or two A now? month, yeah. yeah.
3: And hopefully, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I, I'm listening going, and uh, he's no longer a part of the program. I'm going, what? That's, that's not That's true. breaking news? Yeah, no, that's no, no, no. Pol- Jim Polzine made sure he followed up on that right away. And, yeah. uh, no, he's back, uh,
2: back at home uh, doing some classes virtually. And. I wish him well. Just hope we can get him back here. Right. Lauren Bowman is who Dennis is referring to there from the Badgers. But it's all about the high school hoops tonight here on Zimbrick Honda's Prep Mania. For nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda has provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles. The trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new or used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or check current inventory at Honda. He's the Dean Dennis Semer. I'm Alex Strope. This is Zimbra presentation of Prep Mania as we wrap up the boys' high school basketball season as the state tournament was in Madison at the Kohl Center over the weekend. Five state champions crowned. We will talk to Jerry Pettigrew, the head coach of Cuba City, the all-time winningest coach in Wisconsin state history, a member of the broadcast crew on television over the weekend, as well as the president of the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association what's that executive, executive director, director is the there title you. there we go not president executive director don't want to get that wrong we'll talk to jerry next this is impreconda's prep mania 100.5 espn try, like we welcome you back to zimbra Konda's presentation of prep mania here on espn madison alex strofe the dean dennis semra with me here at the park bank espn madison studios alex gravat running the show and just thrilled now To be joined by, just like I said last segment, Dennis, I think we could spend the entire segment running down this guy's resume. He is the all-time winningest coach in the state of Wisconsin, the only coach to ever reach over 1,000 wins at Cuba City. He is the executive director of the Wisconsin Basketball Coaches Association. He was on the call this weekend for the television side of the WIAA State Boys Basketball Tournament. I'm probably leaving about 85 things off of the resume, but excited now to be joined by you from Cuba City. Jerry, thanks so much for the time. How are you?
1: Hey, I'm good. Uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And Hello to Dennis. <laughs> yeah,
3: Coach, I saw you sitting across from me. I was at the, uh, the scores table doing stats and didn't get a chance to go over and say hi. But uh, you're in your element. Uh, we had Steve Collins up in radio, and he said he plans to be down there next year. Yeah, but there's one thing down there. You want to be down on the other side of the table, don't you? You want to be over, yeah. over uh, on the bench right next to us next year.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure, to be honest with you. It's, it's nice to uh, be, uh, be able to do the color, but it's nothing compared to being able to coach there.
2: <laughs> Which you've done several times. Jerry Pettigrew joining
3: us and, here. He, I'm sure you would have been there two years ago in 2020. You had probably arguably uh, your best team uh, unbeaten at that point, ranked number one. And uh, the first, we finally got around, to believe it. You've never been named State Coach of the Year, and you're the Associated Press uh, Coach of the Year. And unfortunately, I mean, you talk about life lessons of sports, not having that season. Uh, what do you think, what was it like to be back in the Kohl Center for the first time in three years?
1: Yeah, it was so refreshing, Dennis. You know, just uh, the whole atmosphere, you know, uh, seeing the kids dressed up and all the signs and, uh, the cheerleaders and pom poms and, and uh, uh, people singing the national anthem. It was uh, it was great. You know, it was just great.
2: And Jerry, Dennis mentioned it at the top, but you just uh, this season, your one thousandth win. The only coach to ever do that. I mean, that's insane, Jerry. You've been doing this for for about forty years at Cuba City. What did it mean to you to get win number one thousand? I mean, that's uncharted territory.
1: Yeah, you know, I never really thought about it until this year. And we went into the season and uh, uh, we needed 16 wins. And I use the word we because, uh, you know, uh, it's it's so correct when you say you didn't do this by yourself. You know, you had all those great players over the past 51 years at Cuba City and the four years at, at Gratiot. Uh, and all my assistant coaches and all the, uh, you know, the fans and people that supported me. So there were many, many people involved in this. And, and you know, and one of the fortunate things for me is I've had my health, you know, and people will always say, well, when are you going to retire? And I always come back and say, I retired 20 years ago, Uh, and now I'm just doing my hobby. You know, somebody, you know, people retire and they play golf well, you know, you don't want to see me play golf. the world's worst golfer. And so uh, I enjoy practice. I enjoy going to practice. I can be honest with you. The only thing I don't enjoy at age 81 are the bus rides. You know, when you said, hey, we're going to Riverdale Muscaday tonight, and it's 55 miles on a yellow school bus. I'm saying, ooh, boy. Uh, But... Otherwise, no. I really enjoy it, and uh, and uh, you know, and I've been fortunate they allowed me to do my hobby, and they even pay me a little bit, so that's great too.
3: And you have probably the best partner one could ever ask for, your wife Joan, who is our uh, executive secretary for the WBCA. And uh, as all the coaches say, you can't do it without a supportive family. And uh, you know, how important has it been for you to share that with them all these years?
1: Oh yeah. When you talk about me, it's, it's Joan. Uh, you know, Joan has been the catalyst behind Jerry Pettigrew. And, and, uh, I would never be in this position if it hadn't been for Joan. And, and we've got three wonderful children and, and Michelle and Mark and, and Ryan and, uh, been fortunate to have Ryan coach with me over the last number of years. And, uh, so that's been fun and it's all been fun, Dennis. And, and, uh, I just, uh, you know, I, uh, thank the good Lord that I've been able to stay healthy and, uh, and do some, how many people get to do what they really enjoy Dennis. And, you know, for 40 years, I was a, a teacher and I loved it. Absolutely loved every moment of it. And the basketball floor was an extension of my classroom. And now I just have the basketball floor. I do miss teaching, but, uh, so, I, but I still get to uh, you know when you're around young people all the time, you don't feel like you're 81. You know, they make uh, uh, they make such a big difference, and uh, it's just like yesterday we had our our banquet and we had a video uh, on our banquet yesterday, and uh, uh, my grandson did the video, and he, he said, uh, "What music do you want to put to it, Grandpa?" And I said, "You know, I really like Neil Diamond." and Conway 20, you know, and uh, he said, oh, Grandpa, I don't <laughs> like Nail Diamond and Conway 20, so he gave me some rap music, but there was no swearing in it, so that was good.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> Coach, you know, from a TV standpoint, what did you see from the tournament in the 15 games we had here this uh, weekend that you really liked, and any suggested changes you know we've got we've got a WBCA meeting coming up in a couple of weeks then you have the advisory board coming up which is where a lot of you know all that thing gets started so what did you like and what kind of changes do, uh, do you foresee you know
1: yeah no I I thought the tournament was outstanding and, and I was fortunate because I was able to call the uh, Brook Central and uh, the, uh, oh, Menominee, Menominee Falls, Falls oh, gotcha. Menominee Falls game And, uh, you know, it came down to the last second shot. And Mr. Basketball Trimble took that shot. And uh, I thought it was in. I really thought it was in. (laughs) We all (laughs) did. We all did. You know, and I'm saying, whoa, what an ending to a basketball game. But, you know, what people didn't realize is that Menominee Falls, like, had a 10-point lead with a minute and 24 to go. But they missed. Four one-and-ones down the stretch. You know, in the last minute, they missed four one-and-ones, and they had two out-of-bounds plays that were intercepted. So, Brooke, Brooke Central won the game. And one of the things, Dennis, that you say about changing uh, for stats, I'd like to see, you know, they say, well, this kid shoots 80% from the free-throw line. What does he shoot from the free-throw line with two minutes to go? uh because i see you know we give all these stats on tv the guy shoots 80% and then he misses a one and one guy shoots 52% and he makes them both uh so i kind of like to see that stat out there as far as other changes to the uh state tournament uh you know i wouldn't mind seeing 8 teams uh division 1 if you're a casual basketball fan, you're probably looking at those marquee players, and most of those marquee players are in Division One. And so, you you know, if you came to this tournament as not from any one of the towns that was in the tournament, but as a casual basketball playing uh, uh, fan, you probably wanted to see Andrew Rohde. You probably wanted to see Luke Hartle. You probably wanted to see Seth Krimholtz. Uh, uh, the, the, the uh, you know, the Gr- Grieger kid from Randolph, the Alvin kid from Randolph, uh, marquee players. And so, uh, you know, I noticed that attendance was down, but I think probably part of that was the Badgers were in Milwaukee, and a lot of people wanted to watch the Badgers uh, and maybe even went to the Mo- Milwaukee, not even to the game, but maybe one of the bars there in Milwaukee to watch the game and celebrate. So, uh, you know, wait till next year and, and see if attendance is down there. Then I think then you got to go back to the drawing board and say, uh, how do we go back to the old days when we used for every session you always had 10,000 plus, 12,000 plus. And to me, there's nothing better than a high school basketball game uh, at the state tournament it's I mean it's unbelievable
2: no doubt about it Jerry Pettigrew the all-time winningest coach in the state of Wisconsin joining us here on Zimbra presentation of Mania. Alex Strope Dennis Semra with you and Jerry I, I hear Dennis ask about changes so that triggers my thought I've heard you talk about it before but I want to ask again today opinions on the shot clock should we implement it
1: oh god yes and here's a coach if I've got a Five point lead or seven point lead with four minutes to go—it's going in the deep freeze, uh, and I'm going to hang on to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I use the rules as they are laid out. But would I love to see the clocks shot? Yes, I would, because it's part of basketball. It's part of basketball, and uh, <laughs> I think you know I—I I like what the National Federation did last summer and they allowed the states to hey if you want it you put it in. Minnesota's going to it next year. I think Illinois is going to it, Iowa's going to it. Uh, all the states around us are going to have it. I think it'll put the pressure on Wisconsin to implement the shot clock and I I I hope it does to be honest with you because I'm a big proponent of the shot clock and and people say well, you know what I mean? Who wants to see somebody hold the ball? Nobody. You know what I mean? no. Nobody. Nobody. Really, they don't. And why do you go to games? Because you like you like the pace of the game. You like to see shooting. You know what I mean? You say, well, you know, defense. Yes, we all want to play good defense, but we'd like to see the ball go through the hoop once in a while.
0: We've
3: got one more for you, Coach. This yeah. uh, because you know, I, I've been a statistician, so I work all the men's and women's games for basketball. For the women, NCAA, they added that if you call a timeout, you can advance the ball to half court. And yes. Wisconsin actually won a game, I like, believe, a year ago. They did that and got a shot from the corner three pointer to win. Now that takes away those three quarter court shots or the tremble rushing up. But do you, would would you like to see something like that, or when you got three se- seconds to go, do you want to see if they can go full court?
1: Uh, I would would like that idea of getting the ball out at half court. I just think, again, I think that's a very positive thing for basketball. One of the things I'm not in favor of, Dennis, and a lot of people are, is the circle. You know, the charge. Charge, Right, restricted area, yeah. Yeah, I'm not in favor of that because, uh, number one, it puts more pressure on the officials, and we don't have a video replay. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so... Uh, I think that that I'm not in favor of that, but I am in favor of anything that speeds up the game, anything that makes the game more exciting, and uh, both for the men and the women, you know. And uh, that's that's my take on those.
2: Thanks, Coach. Well, thank you, Coach Thanks. Jerry Pettigrew, for your time. I hope you enjoy your off season. Apparently, that doesn't consist of very much golf, but I hope you enjoy it <laughs> nonetheless.
1: Hey, Alex, you and Dennis, thank you very much for having me. Me I really appreciate it.
2: Well, we'll have to do it again. The great Jerry Pettigrew, Cuba City, all time winningest coach in the state of Wisconsin. Just an absolute legend. Dennis, I call you a legend all the no, time. No, no, but is, no, I hope you don't take any offense. Go, this is the Godfather. The Godfather. Yes, they have, a, uh, they thanks, have the award yeah, coach, called yes. Mr. Basketball. Jerry Pettigrew is Mr. Basketball. <sighs> it should be the Jerry Pettigrew Mr. Basketball yes, Award. Just I my agree. two cents. Uh, we're going to take a quick break on the other side. We'll be joined by the head coach at Madison Memorial and also our friend who is on our radio crew this week in that state. Steve Collins joins us next at Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania.
1: Am I wrong?
2: Thinking of the box from where I stay? Am I wrong? Welcome back to Zimbra Konda's presentation of prep mania here on 100.5 espn There's music i like that too do you yeah. good i'm happy to hear that Dennis. We, we only play music that you like no. around here you gotta play a lot of stuff push the envelope push yeah. the envelope he's dennis Semra. I'm alex strope excited to be joined now on the first midwest bank talk line by the head coach at madison memorial high school Maybe the world's greatest math teacher is what people tell me. And uh, my new best friend, Steve Collins, on the line with us. Hi, Steve. How are you this Monday?
0: I'm I'm great. I'm sitting outside. I'm awesome. So it's great. What a day. <laughs> you,
3: you haven't taken off on vacation yet, have you?
0: No, that's next week. That's next, next week. week. Okay. But It's 70 out here. I should just stay here. This, you, m- you, you might know. as well. Wow. Nice. Where are you going? I know. I'm going to Sanibel Island, which is right down by Fort Myers. It's the number five shelling beach in the world. So there you go.
2: There you go. More stats thrown at us by the statistician, Steve Collins.
3: Good golf down there. My uh, sister and her husband was a golf pro. They used to live down there.
0: So, uh, yes. Oh, that's a great. Yeah, the weather's always good. So, Steve, we were just
2: just talking to Jerry Pettigrew from Cuba City, and he said his golf game is no good. You're going to Florida. How's your golf game?
0: Horrible. <laughs> I used to fish and golf, and then I I used to fish and golf, and then I became a head coach. So <laughs> yeah, I used to do both of them.
2: So, Steve, uh, let's talk a little bit about the state tournament that happened, obviously, at the cole Center over the weekend. We're calling you for your opinions, buddy. That's that's why we got you on the line. What'd you what'd you make of everything at the state tournament? Obviously, attendance, uh, accumulatively the worst it's been since 1959. What'd you make of everything?
1: Uh,
0: yeah. I I thought the games were great. I wish more people had seen them in person. Um, you know, yeah, there was some, there was everything that the tournament should have. It had, um, you know, maybe maybe Saturday night wasn't quite what it has been sometimes in the past as far as close games, but two great teams. So um, yeah, I, I, the stats teacher wants to figure out why the attendance is down. I'm not I'm not quite sure what this, what the answer to that is.
3: Well, Coach Pettigrew, you thought that might have been with uh, the Badgers being in Milwaukee that I mean be drew some people, some basketball fans, that if they didn't go to the game, they were still going to the bars to watch or they wanted to be at the Deer
0: District or, or whatever.
3: But And the pandemic, do you think it was maybe a combination of some factors?
0: Yeah, I mean, those are called confounding variables for all the people that want to learn a little <laughs> math today. But, yeah, so those, it could be those two. Um you know, attendance, They, you know, 10 years ago they took away a game at the state tournament and they kind of reshuffled and went to five divisions. And attendance consistently since then has kind of been going down. So that could be, that could be another compounding variable or something that's causing it to happen. I don't know. There could be lots of different reasons. I think not having a Madison area school uh, probably affected attendance yes. too.
2: Yeah, on Saturday, obviously, Marshall losing on Thursday probably didn't help, yeah. but um, yeah, no Madison area teams on Saturday, as Steve references. Steve, you keep talking about math. Now you got my mind going all over the place. You at school today, right? I was. Uh, yes. What did you teach today?
0: I taught. Uh, what did I teach today? I taught hypothesis testing, and uh, what else did I teach? I taught uh, sampling distributions. Are you a so better both statistical thing?
2: Are you a better math teacher or a better basketball coach?
4: Ooh
0: uh i hope i'm a better math teacher um but i don't know if people would agree with that i don't know that's a tough call well, the math teaching pays the bills the coaching uh maybe lets me take my wife on vacation so um i'm hoping the math teaching is better
3: well i always said the best coaches are teachers first and our teacher coaches yeah, you know that's it, what it is
0: yeah that's, yeah, that's what it is it's, it's teaching like it's the same thing you're just teaching you know, I I I, co- I teach a talented and gifted program for basketball players. So I tell people, so um there you go. Yeah, man. it's very similar. Yeah. So we, we, did you talk specific divisions with Jerry? Did you talk to? Well, he likes to see He'd like, to, D1, see more or div- or he like
3: to see more Division ones, uh, the best players. You know, you, the, a lot of people came to see the hurdles, the trimbles, uh, roadies, uh, you know, other not, other maybe other D ones didn't get here. You know, would like to have seen. You know the uh the players that are going to D1, you know, or D2 out, you know, already made college commitments. And if they don't get here, you know, we well, used to be Thursday was eight division 1 teams and you always had a lot of college prospects. You know, maybe you'll run into a Steamsman from, from a Randolph, you know, they were division 4 back then. Right. But um, or the year that when Okie wanted, it, it was Okie and uh from uh w- Wasaki, um all time hey.
0: Piper, Piper, Peeper. Anthony, yeah. Anthony,
3: Piper all-time yeah. leading scorer. Yeah. That was a that was a Division four game. That was just phenomenal. I mean, the place. I think were Madison
0: there. would like. I, I think Madison would like that on the Thursday thing, just because I think people come down from northern parts and other parts of the state and stay overnight. Yeah, because that's what when I when I taught in Wausau, that's what we did. We'd come down on Thursday night. We we make sure we got down for those Thursday night games, Thursday afternoon Thursday night games, and we would stay overnight. So. Yeah, I'm sure the I'm sure the um, Madison um, Convention Center and all that
1: would love it. Yeah.
3: Well, I think too the, the no shoot around on Thursday that was a chance for kids to get on the floor and people to and fans will come down early and some fans will come in to kind of watch, you know, if they could take off from work, come in and watch that. You kind of had that whole three day feel. And maybe the cost right. of, you know with the cost of the hotels and everything else now it's it's maybe a little bit harder there, but uh, yeah. Uh, the one, one qu- I did ask him about, and we talked a little bit about this on the radio, was the uh, rule change of, of the women's college basketball. You inbound the ball, you call a timeout, you can inbound the ball at the half court. And uh, that would have made a difference yep. in that uh, Division one game with, uh, uh, with Tr- on, on Friday with Trimble having to drive the court versus maybe uh, catch and a shoot from a, a, the corner or whatever.
0: Yeah, and that shot was in. So I don't care what people say, that shot was in. <laughs> That's what Dan Wanderer said Went afterwards. in, came out, went in, came out. <laughs> I've never seen a shot do that at the Kohl Center. That was crazy.
3: Uh, best, uh, what did you like best about the tournament overall?
0: Uh, no, I thought I thought the matchups were really good. Um, you know, I... Yeah, I will I not even know who to pick for his favorites. I mean, obviously there's some teams that are coming back, Milwaukee, the School of Academy, Science of what's the Division four? they got to be favored probably next year. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Pewaukee's got to be favored next year, probably at the D2 level again. Um, I know De Pere has a really good team at the D1 level. Um, they lost to the Menominee Falls, I believe, in the sectional finals. They have I believe they have all starting five. They're starting five back. So they probably are the perennial D one favorites for next year.
3: Madison area, you got a pretty good team coming back. Uh Follette uh, got I think three starters back. Um Yep. The
0: big eight. Middleton's got the player of the year coming back. So yeah, I think it was, I think the and the big eight expands next year. You know, it goes from oh, damn, uh, yeah where does it go? Yeah, so, it goes just, to. so 11, 11 teams. Yeah, so 20, 20 conference games next year. And it's just for first. one,
3: one year, and then boy, will move on the year yep. after.
0: Yep. Yes. That's the plan. A lot of moves and, approved yet.
2: A lot of moves and switches always within the conference. But uh, as Dennis mentioned, you got a good group coming back, Steve. I know you mentioned it a few times over the weekend. You'd rather be on the court than in the booth. As much as good as you are in the booth, you'd much rather be on the court. So, what steps do you take in the off season? What what does the off season consist of to make sure you can make that jump?
0: That's a great. I get I get asked that question a lot. Uh, I think um, I think first of all is to take a little time off. So, basically, I silence my phone for a couple of weeks, and uh, we'll try to get away. And then when I told the boys last night, we had our our banquet last night. That once spring break comes, when we come back from spring break, we'll have another meeting, but we've already had exit interviews with all the players and just kind of talked about what they need to work on and what they need to do for next year. And then, uh, then it's basically, you know, this is their time. This is their time to get better at skill work at this point. You know, you can only do so much skill work during the season. Um, so this is the time to get better at your craft at this point. And this is, that's, the, that's the discussion we have. It's getting in the gym, it's getting up shots. Um, I would. I, I can't even imagine how many three pointers the the Milwaukee kids have taken over the last four <laughs> years. I mean, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, probably the way they shot the ball. Yeah, they
2: attempted. I think the season ended just short of nine hundred, so uh, not too bad. Uh, yeah. Steve, Steve, we got to let you go, but we appreciate the time as always. Hope you have a great vacation, buddy, and we'll talk to you real soon. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Take That's care. A good- That's a great Steve Collins, head coach at Madison Memorial High School. Looking to get his group back to the Kohl Center next year. As, uh, I think he was a little envious of the coaches that were down on the floor this week. We'll talk to one of those next. Dan Denniston of Marshall High School, the only area team to qualify for state uh, this past weekend. They fell to the eventual Division Four state champion Roncalli Jets in the semifinals on Thursday. We'll talk to Dan about his group and their terrific run this season. This is Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. Welcome back to Zimbra presentation of Mania here on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app and Wisconsin On Demand. Alex Strofe, the dean, Dennis Semra with you as we wrap up a wrap-up of the boys' basketball state tournament. Excited to be joined now by the head coach of Marshall High School, the area team that made it, uh, falling to the eventual state champion, Ron Colley, in the Division Four semifinals on Thursday. Dan Denniston joins us now on the first Midwest Bank talk line. Dan, appreciate the time. A great season for your crew. Getting to the Kohl Center for the first time in ten years. Obviously, you didn't get the gold ball like you would have liked, but a great honor to get there and to play at the Kohl Center.
4: Yeah, um, we were we were excited for the opportunity. Um, this group of kids, we've got you know nine seniors this year that uh, were a part of this team. All five of our our starters were were seniors. Um, so it, it's kind of uh, you know. Uh, um, a, a nice way for them to end up their their high school basketball careers. Um, obviously, we didn't uh, achieve the the goal that we had set for ourselves in being a state champion, but uh, I'm proud of the kids and, and the effort they gave. And, and um, you know, we were, I guess, we were just like a chance to play those last three minutes of that semifinal game again. I I know that.
3: Dan, uh, uh, have you had your banquet yet?
4: We have not. We have not. We're uh, we've got spring break next week and. Got some kids that are leaving a little early on uh, for spring break, so we're going to do it the uh, Wednesday after spring break.
3: Well, I'm going to say you needed some time because this has got to be pretty emotional. Yeah, being a dad myself, you know, having I coach both my my kids in youth sports, and when it's over, it's over. My daughter went to state in softball, and it's of the finality of it. Uh, I'm sure you, you go back to what third grade uh, with uh, Cole with a group of seniors.
4: Yeah, I, um, I and uh, Robin Huskard, one of my assistant coaches, have coached these this group of seniors since uh, they were in second grade. Second, wow. Um, we coached them second through eighth grade, and then uh, their freshman year, um, we didn't coach them. And then we had an opportunity to get back in then uh, um, when they were sophomores. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been a been a great ride with these kids. You know, watching them grow up from from little boys with big dreams to uh, you know very very fine young men. Um, you know this, this group is is they do stuff the right way. They're hard workers. They're great. Um, they're great uh, students in the in the classroom. They're just uh, everything that a, that a coach could ask for. That's for sure. Uh,
3: this is your second go around. Uh, was it three years ago you took over the second time when they, when they were sophomores?
4: Yep. I yep. I just finished up my third year um, uh, coming back, and then I coached uh, prior um, the 2003 through 2007 season. So I kind of. Kind of gave it up back then because uh, my son and my daughter were were both very very young and um, just decided that I that I wanted to be a dad more than I think I wanted to be a basketball coach at the time. So,
3: well, dad, but you were still coaching them. <laughs> you were the you're the coach, but uh, you you could have a lot more fun with it uh, when you didn't have to worry about all the other stuff, dealing with the media, dealing with the administration, dealing with the, a lot of the parents, all the pressures and stuff like that, which comes with it, right?
4: Yeah, uh, very very true yeah i'm I, i'm i'm glad i'm glad that i got to be got to be a part of it all the way through
2: well we talk about being a dad it, here with dan denniston the head coach of marshall high school uh cole played great obviously his senior campaign one of your starters uh for your group uh, how special was it to not only get to the cole center dan but to do it alongside your son and that crew
4: yeah it, it's uh it makes it a little little extra special um my dad got an opportunity, actually, back in 1990 to, to coach my older brother in the state tournament um, for Pittsville. They got beat in the state semifinal game as well that year, and and now to kind of see it come full circle, where I get a chance to uh, to coach my son in, in the in the state tournament, um, you know, it's obviously it's obviously very special. Um, you know, Cole's a good kid. He he does things the right way. Um, obviously, he you know he's not our our best player, but he's an important part of our team and. Um, I, I was just very satisfied to, to see that uh, he got an opportunity to play in that state tournament. Um, he had a had a stretch this year where he rolled his ankle pretty bad and had to miss four or five games. And um, at, at the time, we weren't even sure, you know, if he was going to be able to make it back. And um, he did, and, and I'm just I'm just happy that he got an opportunity to to finish up his his basketball career this way.
3: What does this do now for the youth programs for the other people in Marshall you get the state does that you revitalize Are you looking forward to getting more kids involved in basketball because of that exposure?
4: yeah, I, I hope so I mean we had a we had a really nice uh, uh, crowd at the at the state game. Um, we sold more tickets than we we had expected to sell you know in our presale um, you know today being the first day that I didn't actually go for go to practice after school. Um, you know I went out for a walk in the beautiful weather and I saw some kids outside in the driveway shooting with their state tournament uh shirts on so oh, wow. yeah I'm I'm hoping that I'm hoping it kind of lights a fire under under some of the the younger kids and maybe under some of their their parents and um yeah I'm I'm excited to uh to see you know what what kind of growth this uh provides to our program
3: Did you uh stick around did you watch the uh, title game
4: Um I watched bits and pieces of it uh it was it was uh it was difficult to watch. Um, you know, my son and I kind of turned it back and forth between, you know, the the state game and the NCAA games. And um, once, you know, obviously I'm, I'm happy for Ron Colley and they they deserve to be a state champion. But, um, you know, from our standpoint, thinking that, you know, we had a seven-point lead with about four minutes left in that, that semifinal game, you know, we're thinking that, you know, if we would have gotten to that championship game, uh, we would have a, had a darn good chance of bringing home that gold ball as well. So it was... It was uh, kind of mixed emotions, and it was kind of tough to watch.
2: And, and coach, I, I got to ask. Obviously, uh, you're still decompressing. We're just getting out of the state tournament, and you've got the banquet and spring break coming up. But but what's the next step? Obviously, you lose a lot of those seniors, but you still got some solid underclassmen returning for your group next year. What's the next steps in, in preparation to try to get back to the stage next year?
4: Yeah, we're we're excited about uh, this coming year. Um, our JV team was twenty two and zero this year. Wow uh so we're we're bringing in we're bringing in a, a another good group of of kids you know with us having nine seniors on our varsity we had you know some of our juniors playing down on, on j v which you know obviously is advantageous for you know your j v team you have juniors playing against some other teams you know freshmen or sophomores but um we've we've got a solid group coming through um you know we've got a freshman this year that played uh you know in twenty minutes or so in the state uh, state tournament for us in and kenyon megan's and I've got a sophomore, uh, Jackson Hornby, that uh, that will be a solid contributor for us next year. So, I think the I think the future's bright. Um, you know, we're looking to get our off season stuff going. Um, you know, once probably once school gets done, um, we'll start uh, looking at getting getting into some summer tournaments and some some summer leagues, and uh, hopefully putting the work in to to get ready for next year.
3: Get asking, we we're looking at changes. We were talking to Coach Pettigrew earlier and Steve Collins. Uh, any, uh, what change do you like to see in high school basketball, whether it's uh, you get a timeout, you get to advance the ball to half court, whether it's shot clock, anything you'd like to see as a coach?
4: Yeah, I guess, you know, I'm I'm a proponent of the shot clock. I would like to see it, although um, I guess this year some of the uh, sports writers down in the lacrosse area probably didn't like the style of play that we played when, when we took on um, Luther in the uh, sectional final. They, they claimed that we held the ball too long, but. Um, ultimately, yes, I would. I would like to see the shot clock. I think it makes. I think it makes um, basketball, you know, more fan friendly, more interesting, more more fast paced. So um, I, that's something I'd like to see.
2: Yeah, Dan, don't listen to those media clowns too much. We don't really know what we're talking about.
4: <laughs> you
3: play yeah, by you play yeah, by the rules. Um, the rules say you can go exactly. to a the four corner and you can rules. run it. So that, if that's what you got to do, yeah, I, uh, you got to do.
4: I guess ultimately, uh, as a coach, as long as you have one more point on the scoreboard than the other team at the end of the game, you did your job. So um, That's, that's kind of what we were doing, especially in that uh, sectional final game. We, were, we had uh, talked about it uh, the entire tournament, do whatever it takes, and um, that's, that's what it took for us to, to get to that state tournament. So I'm not, uh, not going to apologize to anybody.
2: Fair enough. Dan, congratulations on a great run this year. Really appreciate the time and joining us tonight.
4: All right. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank
2: you. That's Dan Denniston, the head coach of Marshall. As we wrap up our coverage here on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Dennis, that was a fun show. Went by quick. it was.
3: Yes. I'd always always have fun. Uh, It's just like those state championship games. Saturday just fly by. we got five games. It's going to be a long day. All of a sudden, it's 10.30 at night, and you're going, where did the day go? Where did the day go? Wow.
2: Well, where did the day go again? A big thanks to Alex for running the show, and a big yeah, thanks it's... to all of our guests tonight, Steve Collins, Jerry Pettigrew, and Dan Denniston. I'm Alex Strove. Have a great rest of your night. We'll talk to you once again next week, Monday at 6 o'clock.